Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find Nick and I on most platforms at HyperClean Store. If you're on uh, Facebook, best way to go is search HyperClean Specialist in the groups or shoot us a text direct, 918-800-1188. And we are diving into the first of 2022. Excited about all the things that are going to come out inside of HyperClean and inside of the community. So, Nick, welcome to 2022. Let's get into buying and selling. First off, we want to know, are you... Are you buying or selling black eyed peas? Uh, no idea. No idea. So black eyed peas are a thing that you eat at start of new year. You didn't eat your black eyed peas. Never even heard of it. Never even heard of it. Huh? No, it's like I, what I've heard of is pork and sauerkraut and that what you're supposed to eat on new year's day. I, I've never look, heard every, of pork and sauerkraut. Everybody's got their own thing. Uh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know about black eyed peas. I mean, I bet you people will text us in and be like, how did you not know about this? how did you not know about that? I'm, I'm sure there's a thousand of those, aren't there? So you're selling black eyed peas. Huh? Yeah, I'm selling them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selling uh, them too. Cause I didn't really much care for them. I'm not yeah. a big black eyed pea fan, but it is what it is. All right. We got a good episode today. We're diving into where the trajectory and where we're headed as a company. It's a really, it really is a, uh, an episode that is a must listen. And uh, there'll probably be some people that rewind some parts and uh, go back and listen again. So anybody that gets anything out of these episodes would love for you to leave us a review, um, go put it out into a group, go into a hyperclean specialist group and let us know what you think, uh, Really looking forward to the trajectory of where the company is headed. Buying and selling, though, before we get into that. All right. Buy or sell, Nick? Well, I've been on a buying spree. I didn't realize this. I got a few texts. I, I, I guess I've been buying quite a bit through the holidays. Uh, you know, I'm going to sell something. This is going to be quick. I'm going to have two sells, but one sell is I still don't understand the firework thing. You know, firework was a big thing in New Year's Eve here again. Hey, look, let off a couple, enjoy it. But we just had guys going nuts again. Don't understand it. If you're old enough to shoot a gun at a gun range, I, I don't understand the fascination <laughs> of fireworks. Uh, so, you know, that's that's one little funny thing there. But I, I'm going to sell something because I talked to a lot of people over the holidays, a lot of people in 2021. As you know, you and I get a ton of texts, DMs, calls. It's all awesome. Encourage everybody to always reach out. We try to be as helpful as we can. But one thing I'm selling is the word brand. Brand is now starting to jump the shark a little bit, sort of like entrepreneur jumped the shark. You know, everybody was an entrepreneur. Now everybody's got a brand or what should I do for my brand? Or what about my company's brand? And I get it, man. It's a very confusing time. You want to be very cognizant of your brand, but we used to use the word reputation. That was what we used. And, and that's what was most important, right? I mean, you, you remember those times we just used the word reputation. What was your reputation as a detailer? What was your reputation as an employee? What was your reputation, whatever. And I think now people, what I'm selling is the word branding and brand. Uh, it's not much more difficult than this. Stand by your word, say you're going to do something, do it. Magically, your brand's going to grow. <laughs> it, it, the social media makes it sound more difficult than that, but 
we're in a point where a ton of guys asked me last year, a ton of guys always ask me about that. And I, I want to sell this idea that it's difficult to understand. It isn't stand by your work, stand by the things you say you're going to do stand by everything that's related to you. And magically your brand will grow. Magically, your business will grow. Magically, you won't be worried about branding. You'll be worried about how do I get all this work done? So I appreciate all the comments and, and questions I get about it, but I want to kind of stress here, I'm selling the idea that you got to have this big overall thought all the time, other than just doing the right thing by your word and your customers and your work and that kind of thing. All right. That's cool. Your, yours was a... Uh... Yours was a lot more serious than mine. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm buying, I'm buying Renee Russo. Not only yeah, she, is she a nice gift, like. Yeah. She was a smoke back in the day for sure. Definitely. But she had a saying, uh, uh, and actually as we move into it, I guess mine has some semblance <laughs> to it. You know, I like movies and especially during the holidays, there was no doubt before we used to have holiday blockbusters, right? You remember those days? They seem like in the far distance from just a year and a half ago, yep, 100%. <laughs> two years ago. But we used to have these blockbusters that would come out for the holidays. Now, there was a Spider-Man movie that came out. We didn't watch it. It was mediocre. So we sat down, and while well, we watched many, many movies over the holiday break, one that I sat down to watch was Endgame. And there was a moment where Thor is talking with his mother. Now, she's not like Nick's mom. Now, that's cooking with Nick's mom, not you, the Nick mom. But Cooking with Nick's mom comes on every once in a while at the community pub, and it's always fun chatting with her. Well, moms have a special thing, right? And Renee Russo tells Thor, um, she says, uh, everyone fails at who they're supposed to be. The measure of a person is how well they succeed at being who they are. And, and that was, it just kind of stuck. You know, I, I think I had heard it before. You know, I've watched it a couple times, the movie, but it just kind of hit me when, when she said that. I went, that's so right. You know, we'll, we'll talk about later purpose. And that I'll bring up this again later. Like, it, it's such a pivotal thing to hear. What we think we're supposed to be or what others, well, supposed to tell us to be, yeah, we're always going to fail at. I know that. Anything that I look at in the first parts of my life, most all of it that I thought I was supposed to be, it's not who I am today. It's just not. Uh, at 43, 20 plus years in business, I'm a different person than I was. What I thought was going to be just didn't work out. So the measure of me, right, as I look inside myself, measure of me isn't my failings at what I thought I was supposed to be or what others thought I was supposed to be. <laughs> uh, it's really about the positives of the things that I bring out that actually do come, right? I, I, I can't look at the failures of what I constantly do, but more of the success for me is the things that come into fruition and the things that evolve into something beautiful. And one of those evolutions, no doubt, is hyperclean, right? So hyperclean, what it started out to be is not exactly the exact same thing that it was, right? It has evolved into something bigger, something better, something that can help the entire industry. 
something that is for a mass amount of community to come in and be a part of. But it started, and a main, main thing of when I really started putting together, there was an image for me going through a very tough time. And I don't know if you've seen them, but those photos of a flower, like that's in the middle of a desert or this tree that has no business being on the side of a cliff, but for some reason it's there, right? Yep. How did that little flower grow in the middle of nothing? How can in your most desolate times when you're in the most despair and horrific, how can you grow something out of nothing? So what maybe should have been isn't always the way it goes. And you use those little bit of successes as you go to actually put together a journey, to actually put together a company, to put together a life. So when we think of that for HyperClean, we think of three things, right? And this is the cool part of the journey of the evolution of who we are as a company. What you and I do when I don't think people understand how many hours that we'll just sit on the phone talking back and forth. Your mind is different than my mind, but together we form in what you and I call yin and yang in a sense. We form yep. in what we feel is a complete part of HyperClean. Yep. And that came out early as we changed our logo. You know, that oh, logo yeah. transcends what it used to be and it pushes forward into what it is. So we really want to dive in today about where we move forward as a brand, moving forward in three parts, right? There's no doubt. We're a chemical company, right? We yeah. are a chemical company for car care. So the number one thing that we have to be concerned about is our products. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's the innovation around those products. It's using our experience around detailing to develop those products. And understanding that we're here to solve problems, not just market something. You know, a lot of people will understand this, that, you know, we technically could have released a bunch of products by now. You know, if you look back in a year, the things we could release, we could do two or three a, a month. We could have 40 new products on the shelf. You've seen companies do it. That's not what we think our role is, right? We think our role is to innovate, use our experience and solve an issue. And you know what, if it puts us behind the eight ball, because let me give you an example, We've known we needed a wheel cleaner in the market. We've listened to all of you. We have a wheel cleaner developed on its merits is here, right? But we got to build <laughs> labels. We got to do it our way. We got to put a foundation around it. We had to get the formula right. We had to do the testing. We had to put it in the real world. We also wanted to do paint iron decontamination. We wanted to... So all of a sudden, it's not just as easy as developing a wheel cleaner. It's solving and giving a solution based on our experience of something that's useful in the market. And I think that's what's missing uh, from a lot of different angles is understanding your role. And our role isn't to just release a thousand products. Our role is to think through and innovate on certain products that we know we can make a difference. We go back to the slick conversation constantly that that was a product that needed to be out. We shouldn't have had to solve it. I'm glad we got to solve it. We're on multiple, you know, 
amounts of, uh, we're just had this conversation, you know, we're ordering more and more labels where, I mean, that product is just starting to get its, its feeling in the market. Now all of a sudden everybody's trying it and they're like, man, I love this product. So for us products for a detailer, a DIY, a, a weekend warrior, so to speak, all of those people products are always going to be a very important part of you getting the results you want to get when it comes to your car your customer's car, et cetera. So we know how important it is to do them right. And, and you mentioned uh, our experience and how we keep innovating, right? So our experience as detailers, those that enjoy cleaning a car, right? It could be that you do it professionally. Could be that you do it because you enjoy it, right? There's, there's things that you do that other people are paid for, but you do it simply because you enjoy it, right? So there's plenty yep. of people in their car life. Listen, I got a good friend from high school. The first time that I fully detailed my truck and he put wheel acid on my wheels. <laughs> yeah, this was yep. the 90s. So imagine what that wheel acid was, right? So yeah. they, he still cleans cars, but he's a pilot. So he doesn't do it except for his own enjoyment on his vehicles. And he yep. very much loves the process of doing it. He loves products. He loves everything, yep. but he just doesn't do it professionally. All good. The experience that we have from simply detailing, cleaning cars over and over and over. Wow. Yeah, it leads to us being able, and not let's let's make sure we mention this. I still don't know of a pro, product company globally that is putting their products on as many cars a week as we are to test them yeah. in many different environments, from a shop to mobile to sun to no sun to you know, does is this going to work? If this you know, if you got this temperature, you know, how many times do we get a conversation about you know, can I put this product on if I'm here? Can I do? You know, humidity levels from Vegas to Oklahoma, hundred percent. So, you know, to me, we're always going to keep the identity that we know we're a manufacturer of products. And that comes for us comes with a big responsibility because, you know, we had a wheel cleaner in the company, you know, for those that don't know, we had a wheel cleaner and it was an acceptable wheel cleaner, but that word acceptable is not who we are. It's like, Hey, this isn't doing what we know it should do. We got to fix it. That product went off of our site, went, and by the way, we still had some, you know, basically, you know, Hey, we're done with it. And guess what? We went into development. We went into the search. How do we build this product that we want to build? And look, we're now in a position where our wheel cleaner has iron removing. You can use it in a foam can you can use it in a sprayer. It's real clingy. So it stays on the surface longer we're in a position where you can use it on pain as an iron decontamination. And guess what? We've been able to dampen down that awful rotten egg smell to a point where it's not horrible to use. You know, if you're a shop owner, you know what I mean? Some of it gets in your shop, it spills and it's like your week is ruined. You know, we understand that we had to fight that smell to the best of our ability. These are all great things that come out of our experience and, and our biggest responsibility is always going to be caring about our products at a level that many wish they could. And, and we take that very seriously and we will for forever. That's never something that's going to go away. 
So hyper clean, the first bedrock is always going to be the products and the chemicals. And the eliteness, right? The eliteness yep. as a detailer transcends into the chemicals. Because if instead of, like you said, we could have gone out and gotten 10, 15. There's plenty of companies that pictures get put out there and there's fucking 15 soaps. Now, yep. will later we have multiple soaps? I imagine. Yep. But if we think that having high lubricity to your soap with good foam is very important, then that's the stamp that we want to put on. And we want to say yeah. lubricity is the best thing you can have for your soap. It's going to minimize your marring. We're going to yeah. clean the car. We're going to get foam on it. We want to make sure that it's got plenty of lubricity so that that paint is prepped and cleaned properly. Yeah. TRX, right? We saw that as needing a lot more surfactants and less caustics. We needed that cleaner to be universal, yep. right? So there's different ways that we have gone through and been able to pick out products. And there's a reason. It's yep. very specific on why the products we put out has a hyper clean name on it. Uh, and doing them with the correct process is so key, is so key. Because yep. it really, I think you said a second ago, it doesn't matter really what product you have. If you're not doing the correct process using it, well, with HyperClean, are you getting the full advantage of using the HyperClean line if you're not using it correctly? Yep. I, I would say that you're, you're only getting part of it. Having the correct process, maybe it's using the right towel. Maybe it's the way you wipe. Maybe it's the twist weave drying towel when you're using Slick as a drying aid because you're the one that said, this is exactly the towel that we have to use. It does exactly what Slick is going to do. And it is the best thing for hyperclean specialists to use. Yep. So there's an easy way to think about this. And you know, I think about this in my detailing company every day. And, and, and again, if you're a DIYer, a weekend warrior, or a professional, it, it, it's all the same across the board. Elite products plus elite processes is how you get elite results. There is no other exception to that. And so a lot of times people want to go out there and say, we got the best this. That's, that's fine. But if you don't know how to use the best this, then you're not going to get the best result. Let's, let's give an example. Most of you fell in love with auto detailing because of polishing cars. I mean, that's the number one reason all of us stay auto detailers is because on some level, we wanted to polish a car. Okay. I can have the best pad. I can have the best polisher that's ever been built. I can have the best polishing liquid that's, that's ever been developed. If I don't have the right technique, what does it matter? If I don't put the pad on flat and the, and the DA polisher is just sitting there idle and not working, I'm not going to get any cut, not going to get any finish. So again, we want to give the full story in our today moving forward and hyper clean. So now you got it. Products married with process. That's two legs uh, of the three-legged stool that we basically have at this point that we're going to unveil today, right? And the two legs here are, hey, man, get well-thought-out products that you trust in a company like ours and then start building your process. How do I use this product effectively? How do I use it to sell to my customers? What am I selling to my customers? Let me give you an example. Our ceramics, right? This is a real topic. 
Do you believe in three-year codings? What if you don't? Well, we got a one-year and a two-year. What if that fits better to what your belief system is as a person, right? Now, your process is going to look vastly different to a guy using a three-year coding if you're using a one-year coding all the time, right? Those processes aren't going to be identical. They're going to be similar. But applying Uno and applying Trey is night and day. I mean, Uno, you can lay a ton of product on the surface and go back and wipe it off. And Trey, you got to be more of a professional. Hey, I'm focused. I'm not picking up the phone. I'm not, you know what I mean? It, it's a professional three-year robust coding system with a ton of active ingredient in it. So you got to understand that there's going to be differences. And I think that's one of the cool things, man, is that we're not going to be the people that tell you it only matters about products. Process is going to have to be married with that to get the elite level results. Well, and you mentioned ceramics. Interesting too is the process, not only as, as you mentioned, applying it, but the process of taking care of a ceramic. It, it's yeah. just as important, right? You know, I mean, if you don't have the process to regularly maintain the car, will the ceramic last as long as projected? I, I would great... say no, just the same as a wax previously, right? Just the yeah. same as sealant. If the process isn't done to take care of the car, it doesn't matter if it's 2002. It doesn't matter if it's 2010. It doesn't matter if it's 2022. Yeah. It doesn't matter what point. product you're putting on. If your process isn't right, the product's not going to do its full care. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, again, everybody, you can get into Facebook groups and see this. Everybody gets real bent about ceramic technology. Let's be frank. It's an awesome technology. What's up, Frank? <laughs> you know, it's been a, been a, a boom to our industry. It's made protecting your paint better than ever, right? When it comes to just a chemical you can apply, it's better than any wax or any sealant that we had previously. There's also a flaw in the system that people think you slap ceramic on, you can light it on fire, you can walk away, you can never, you know, it's going to last forever. We don't say that stuff here. We're real world people. And we want to give you real world solutions. So like you said, put a ceramic on. The only way the ceramic stays healthy, the only way the ceramic looks its best, the only way ceramic performs its best is to, to do what? Take care of the ceramic. But it's really tough to put into an ad. You know, it is. And, and we understand that. But that's why we share processes being so important. Understand Again, what if you're a beginner? How many times do we get reached out to where a guy doesn't have the confidence to put a ceramic on? And it's like, dude, if you put a wax on the car, you can put Uno on a car. Now, you're going to have a progression as you get into bigger and more robust coatings in our line, but there shouldn't be anybody scared of Uno. That's a great jumping off point. But guess what? Uno's not perfect either. You're still going to have to take care of your car if you want Uno to provide the exact protection you're looking for, for as long as you're looking for it. And you can sometimes look, the right processes can get these coatings to last a really long time. And that should be the goal. Why put ceramic on just to destroy it? I've never really understood that. So it's a great point. That's a different part of the process. So another thing about process that's interesting as our company continues to move forward is the process of distribution. There is a process that we feel is best for people in distribution and that is the direction that many have been joining. And you've mentioned Uno. I'd say probably 
the second top seller behind Slick. Well, let's go three. Slick, Eco One, and then Uno has been the number yep. three seller for distribution. Distributors are loving the process of working with other detailers and telling them how easy it is and the process of these detailers that are coming into the community from distributors out talking to them is yeah. they're blown away and they are loving Uno. Yeah, it's a great point. And here's something you can say. I mean, the amount of questions that does get brought up in the HyperClean specialist group about Uno, about the ceramic line, about people trying to feel more comfortable with it and what should I do and how big a bottle should I buy? So what we're trying to do, and speaking of process, you can see our process. We've now branched off from the podcast, which used to be our number one hub of helping everyone. Now you got this group, HyperClean Specialists on Facebook. There's a second part of the process. We're always going to be just like a detailer, fooling with our process to prov provide a better solution, right? So think about a year ago, HyperClean Specialists on Facebook wasn't there to provide support to even have more conversations about the product. So think about the processes you could really build with our products now going into that crazy amount of knowledge. we got a bunch of distributors in there. we got a bunch of guys putting a ton of this product on in their detailing business, helping people. I mean, we're trying to make the process better every day. And look, your process should never be done. I've been polishing cars for a long time. I can tell you my process isn't anywhere near finished. I got a outline of what it looks like to polish a car, but every car I tighten up a little more. I squeeze out another minute faster, 30 seconds faster, uh, working around this headlight in a certain way, maybe, you know, doing this in a certain way. That's the other part of processes you have to accept is that it's a process. It should never be finished. It should just be something you're constantly working on. And we're the same in our company as anyone else. And the processes that we put out have gone through giant filters of not only time, <laughs> but finances of, you know, just being fluid. Was a process going to be fluid and work? Is it user-friendly? You know, there's so many different ways to think of processes and how they come out of our company. And I mentioned distribution earlier. It is a very unique way in the market for people, detailers, people that listen to the episodes inside the community to be a part of what's happening. And it is super cool the way the process of distribution has changed Absolutely. for people and it is amazing the way it's taking off and affecting so many people as they see the opportunity of what they can do through distribution. With all of that, products and processes, purpose is the underlying to me, it is the anchor of everything. There's no doubt. Um, you know, we've chatted about it. This is something you and I have, you know, as specifically oh, yeah. as we're trying to look for and the reason why, right, we journey back into kind of why we did this, right? We, we wanted a more clarity of understanding because as you came into the, the company, I, I, you saw, and I'm sure, and other people saw, right? Because other people asked me at my trainings when I was doing certified trainings and they would see the different lines of product from my business. And they asked me, are these from different companies? Like, so they were confused. When you came in, we really, really started to bring all that under one umbrella, 
came all under the name of HyperClean, and we really started to focus. That focus led to, well, an understanding that you need more than just passion. You really need purpose to go long-term. We, we love that word long tail, right? You, you can be passionate and last for a good year. <laughs> Some started a couple of years ago, got into the lower market of today's time and their passion, well, it just, just kind of fizzled. Yep. But purpose, well, to me, that's an anchor that continues on forever. Yeah. Um, I, we know, and we, we joke about buzzwords, you, you know, all the guys that listen to us, I'll get texts from time to time, you know, passion to me is a buzzword. I don't think a lot of people that use the word passion in a lot of different aspects of life understand what passion is. It's an emotion and emotions go up and down. They're very emotional, right? I mean, we've all understand that. And, and one of the things that I don't like about the word passion as we thought about what we believe as a company is that passion is not consistent. There's going to be times in your life, Marty, everybody listening to this, there was a sport you were real passionate about growing up and maybe even passionate enough to have a college scholarship or paper, rock, scissors, man. <laughs> yeah. Passionate to, you know, Hey, think one day, maybe, you were good enough that, that there was a next level for you after high school into college or after little league into high school. Right. So we all had these passions in life and magically you'll talk to a lot of guys when they get to 25, 35, whatever. And I go, wow, I haven't played baseball in 20 years. I haven't watched a baseball game in 15 years. Right. But you were passionate about it. We can talk another thing in sports. People are so passionate about their team that they'll go get in a fight at the game. That that's passion. Explain to me where that's a good thing to run your business on. That's highly emotional. It's highly, highly volatile. Is it important that you like what you do? hundred percent. It is long-term, but the odds are that that's, what's going to drive you that I'm passionate about cars. I know a ton of people passionate about cars. They don't know anything about what they're doing to make money with cars. They don't know how to take care of cars on an elite level, even as a DIYer. Now, some do. There's a tiny percentage of DIYers that, that we're bringing into the fold that are starting to get their process down and build an elite level care. But purpose has a really different word as well, which is discipline. Purpose is basically another word for discipline. And discipline is what makes you get out of bed early when you made a commitment to somebody maybe I underbid this guy. <laughs> I can already tell I didn't do the right thing here for my business, but I got to go out there and I got to do the best I can. Passion isn't the one that's going to get you out to that job or have that job arrive in your shop and be happy about it. Discipline is, purpose is. Because the purpose is I want to do the right thing and build my company and I want to be a high quality detailer. And all of a sudden passion is in the background and all these purposeful words are in the foreground. I've told everybody, I don't care if one person thinks I'm a legitimate detailer. I care about building the biggest company that I can build. That's my purpose. Because I want to be able to look at my family and say, if we got to make a decision, we got the money to make that decision. That's what my purpose is. 
That doesn't have to be what Marty's purpose is. That doesn't have to be what John's purpose is down the street. That doesn't have to be what Steve's purpose is over here. But you got to find your purpose. And for some people, it's, I want to make paint look the best I can make it. Great. Now, what do you have to do to make that purpose every single day, make you money and get you to the results of getting the best paint in the world, right? You can have a ton of purpose in different things, but the idea that you're just going to have passion and that's going to lead you to the promised land is sort of like saying hard work is enough. Hard work isn't enough. Passion isn't enough. And the people telling you that are lying to you. Or they don't know themselves and they're just in a spot where they're speaking on social media and they're just trying to sound cool. That's dangerous as well. And that's why we chose the word purpose because we have a purpose here at HyperClean to build the best products, to talk about the best processes and to give you elite level car care. That's our purpose. And I don't see that purpose changing very much over the next years because guess what? Once you have that purpose, it's hard to get off of it. And that's, that's the real thing. Passion goes up and down. Once you find your purpose, it's a much different story. It's like a dog with a bone. Well, and it, it gives you a, a point of aim for your passion, right? You're right. Passion goes up and down, right? It, it, sometimes you'll have more. Sometimes you'll have less. You'll have more drive and sometimes you'll have less. It, it, you're a human, <laughs> It, you're going to have emotions. You're going to go back and forth. You're going to have days. You're going to have like, it is what it is. You're going to have moments in your life where you wonder, this is the, this is the interesting thing, right? Like right, there's, there's plenty of people that have said this, you know, I've been in this, I'm getting this, or I'm doing this and I've got this business or it doesn't matter what, right? Like, should I keep going? There's been people that have been on the episodes over the past uh, let's see, since 17, four years, five years now, five years of doing episodes that their passion for what they were doing two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, it's gone. Oh, it's gone. Huh? That's a great point. You're right. I mean, we know guys you and I talk to together that are like, ah, eh, you know, things changed for me. Yeah. And guess what? There was never a purpose. Hmm. There was a passion, just like there is at every car show. Those guys love their cars, but they don't have a purpose to take care of their car on an elite level. They don't have a per a lot of them. I realize some of them do. We've talked to them on here, but how do you go from I'm passionate about something to I found a purpose about something? What is my purpose with that thing? And we don't want to be buzzword people. We want to be forthright and get things done and be honest how we see things and bring you into that so everybody levels up. See, I see the hard work and passion conversation as a very, very middle of the road type of conversation. I see process and purpose as being the elite level of part of that conversation. Those things down here aren't bad. They're just not on an elite level, like purpose and process. They just aren't. It is what it is. And I think that so many people can learn from my mistakes. I thought passion was enough. I'll say it for myself. I bought into that hype. I thought I was going to wake up every day, just fired up the detail cars. Boy, was I wrong. After you've cleaned your 10,000th rim, 
that passion wanes a little bit. It just does. And then you got to find a purpose behind it. What am I trying to do? Am I trying to enrich the people around me? Do I want my team members to make more money? That's purpose. And all of a sudden, something starts to develop that's a really, really elite level type stuff. And again, it doesn't have to be about building a company either. You could just be trying to build an elite process, but you can't build an elite process on how to take care of a car if you don't have a purpose behind taking care of that car. Those things don't happen in, you know, independent of one another. Those things go together. And that's why we chose the word purpose in my mind. Well, it, uh, it's such a good word, right? As, as we both finally said, yeah, that's it. We, we really dove into how much we like it. Not only, I think, you know, you've got history of needing purpose. I have history. The company has history. There's so much about us that is purposeful and makes it, like I said, focused. A lot of what we've done as a brand, I know you love that word, a lot of what we've done as a company has created a focused purpose. So what does it do when somebody has purpose? Well, one that you mentioned is it might go further into a rim, right? They, they might see something for a customer and they know that the purpose of their business is to serve their customer. So they might feel a little tired because they've done multiple cars and their passion really is to, to go home and get in a nice warm place because it's cold outside. I really don't want to dip my hand down into that cold water bucket one more time. Yeah. But when you have purpose, you do the elite, you do the things that well, you might not always want to do, but you know that if you do them, the overall trajectory of life, there you go. It dominoes. It yep. maybe is that snowflake. Here's the thing that I, I know I did, and I've heard multiple other people have had it. Many times when you're building a business, you think, hey, if I could just get this, <laughs> this thing is going to do it. And then boom, right? Boom. What happens then? Boom. Oh, we just bought. It's just amazing. Right? Well, as I've found, and this is us getting to be those old fuckers, right? Yeah. What I've found is there's not one big boom. Nope. That one big boom that you thought when you were 24, that big boom that you happened when it was 28 and then 31 and then 37, <laughs> just another boom. It's just another. It's just yep. another. And yep. it is a very, for those of you, now this is, this is, this part of purpose, right? This is. This is strictly just for those in business, and I get it, right? Yeah. Strictly those in business. Purpose really helps you get through everything in life. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I'll share this. I had a conversation with, with a young detailer that asked me, you know, you, I shared this conversation with you, and this is another part of purpose, is that he asked me, you know, you're to a point you could do dot, 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 right? You could walk away. You could sell this. You could, right? And when I was young, I thought that way. Hmm. when you get around you know every single detailer out there that's been around a long time you have rich clients it's never enough and until you define success outside of that number and you're just trying to take that number and say okay we did x number of dollars this year i want to do 20 percent over that it's not even about the number anymore it's about the purpose of you building your company more 
And that number is just a scoreboard for you. It doesn't, it isn't like you talk about it with a whole bunch of people. This is what I had to explain to him. I said, nobody knows my financials. This is now a game for me. This is, this is my purpose. My purpose is now I like getting up early and knowing that everybody else is sleeping. And I've liked that since I was, you know, 20 years old. I like to know, and you know, I'm up early. I'll send you texts. And I know you're like, dude, what's this nutball doing? Guys on the East coast will send me texts. I'll respond back. They'll say, dude, what are you doing up? You're like, Hey, when you wake up. <laughs> so, but again, that's the cool thing about purpose is that once I realized it wasn't about somebody else on the internet, thinking my work was great. And it was just about me building my company. Then guess what? My purpose was clear. I make decisions based on how we can do better as a company, not based on all this outside noise. And I think that's the other thing purpose really closes off. You don't really care about the nonsense anymore. You may have a joke about it. You and I may joke behind the scenes. We may joke on this podcast. You know, we may joke amongst detailers, whatever, but that's all it is to me is a joke because it doesn't get taken seriously by me. Hey man, if you don't think I do great work, more power to you. My balance sheet, and my company moving forward, that's my purpose. And I don't get caught up in what this guy or that guy thinks or what this Facebook group is saying or what that Facebook group is saying. And hopefully that can help some guys understand my process of how to get to my purpose. What I realized was it was about building the best company I could. And detailing is just a part of my company. It's not that's when you start making really different decisions, or I did, I should say, like you said, going the extra mile, cleaning the rim a little bit more thoroughly, polishing an area most other people wouldn't polish on a brand new Corvette, right? All of a sudden, it's not about that exact work at that exact moment. It's part of this bigger picture. Yeah. And that bigger picture is overall what, uh, what's, what's so exciting for HyperClean moving forward in 2022 and, and beyond, right? Like Buzz Lightyear, right? You know, and beyond. Uh, what, what the opportunity, right? I think the way you and I see it is wide open, right? The, the year, the next years, it's just exciting. We know there's going to be obstacles, right? We, we know, I mean, you and I talked to enough people. <laughs> we know there's going to be fires to put out. We know there's going to continue to be issues in the industry, but we're excited about having the right products, the, the right processes and dialing everybody's purposes in. And, and between those three, car care in itself, well, defines down to specialist. And when you're a specialist inside of the hyperclean specialist group, you get products, process, and purpose. It's all encompassing. It is the overall best avenue for you. Nick, I, I can't be more excited, right? I think each year it just gets more and more and more. We just go, wow, this, this journey, this, this movement, it, it's continuing to grow. Well, yeah, we, we, guys, we had a lot of fun. 2021 was a lot of fun. And let me tell you, that was just us organizing ourselves. Yeah. The greatest part for us now is the fun part, I think, is just at the, we're just there. We get to talk products more. We get to 
again, maybe have some things that guys are really looking forward to this year. And look, everybody just please keep reaching out, get into the hyperclean specialist group, get involved community pub on Wednesday nights, get involved because that involvement, that, that motion creates emotion, right? You know, get into it, come find some answers for yourself. Maybe it'll help your business or to help your process. If you're a DIYer, just get involved, see what it's all about. And that's where the momentum's coming from. In the end of 2021, we talked about it a lot. I'm really, really excited for, we got a really pumped up first four five, six months of this year already. I can't wait. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Uh, looking for new stuff to drop, looking for regular moments to be with people and, uh, continuing as the community moves forward nick here's to 2022 man let's get excited it excited about it talk to you Have soon man. all right